All right, let's go. It's the Plank Show. We are on the road for what will be a myriad. I feel like I'm a comedian promoting my upcoming appearances. Uh, Chris Plank and Josh Elmore will be on the road coming up the next few weeks. We're at OU Soccer today. A rare in-studio show tomorrow before being on campus Monday and Tuesday. Out with our man Adam Starling at Victory Family Church next Wednesday. And the next Thursday, we'll be hanging out at Cavens Construction. I believe, I mean, again, I was connected on the wrong thing, but I was sitting there talking the whole time. I believe Connor is in the Brown O'Haver Studios today. Yes, sir, Plank. Yes, sir, I'm back here. Josh had to go to a doctor's appointment. I think he's missed his last three, so they made him go to this one, finally. <laughs> That's my understanding. I, I actually, my my doctor the other day said, you know, you're reaching 50. Um, it's about time that we we did this regularly. And I was like, just just to, <sighs> che- just to check up on you, Plink. I don't, need, I don't need to check up, man. I think I'm okay. Last thing I need to do is stand on that scale and you to go, Whoa! But and you Josh, put on a lot of weight since your Plank. early twenties. <laughs> since your last doctor's visit in 2012, you put on a few pounds. No, no, no. It's uh, Josh is getting his uh, his doctor's visit out of the way, and we've we've got a lot to get to. This show is kind of sneakily blown, dumb blowed up on us as we roll on this Thursday. First, we are at John Crane Field today, and kind of similar, but not. Probably as, as as many soccer interviews as we had when we did volleyball last week. We're going to talk coming up at, I think, what did Patrick say? Always good to have the show all planned out, written in front of you, and you forgot one thing your dude told you. Um, it, looks, it looks like Mark Carr is going to join us at 945 today. So we'll stay tight and on schedule this hour. Joey Helmer, who typically joins us on a Thursday, has been kind enough to adjust his schedule to hang out with us at 10 this morning. And then we're going to have some players that will be kind of coming through in the 11 o'clock hour. Uh, I will say this. Oh, look. And Travis Davidson has thrown his hat in the ring today. At Travis Skull on Twitter, we may have to check with Travis. I got recruiting questions that I need to ask Travis. Plus, I got my sports grudge question out there, and Travis is a Vikings fan, so I'm sure you'll hear Gary Anderson's name at some point today. But I'm here to tell you, softball fans, I know this is not. This has nothing to do with being at soccer today. This has nothing to do with the showdown tonight at Arkansas. But if you are a diehard OU softball fan or just an OU athletics fan who has jumped on board because they good, welcome. We welcome you all. Big announcement coming up later today. Big announcement. Now, for some of you, that automatically makes you feel some sort of way about the transfer portal. Oh, what's going on? Who else are we getting? Who else are we leaving? Nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with that. You might say, Plank, the last time you had a major announcement about softball, it had to do with the spark. Nothing to do with that. So I would have my antennas up if I was an OU softball fan 
for some huge, I'm talking Captain Huge, Bill Simonson, huge news coming up later on today. How's that for a tease, Connor? Good? I love Pretty that. Good? Yes, I did see right. I did see Patty Gasso's Go Boomer tweet, and I was, oh. trying, to, I was trying to figure out oh. what was going on. But. See, I would know that she threw that tweet out if she followed me. But, see, Coach doesn't follow me, so I, I, I probably don't pay as much attention to the Twitter feed as I should. Even even, af- even after the blue check, she still doesn't follow you? Yeah, she, I get the blue oh, check, man. and she still doesn't follow me. I don't know what's going on. I think, Coach, I, I, don't, I think if you looked at Coach's follows, I don't think she follows any of her players. And, I, and, and maybe, you know what, the, I will say, I'm not, I'm not here to, like, try to uh, – they used a line on Pulp Fiction that I always try to use on this show, but I'll kind of make sure I keep my job. But I'm not here to pat myself on the back or anything. But between – trying to look around that bus now. Between Jackie Livingston, JT Gasso, and myself, as far as consecutive tenures, I think – I think that's one, two, three right there. When when we get on that bus, I think we're the only three people that have been there since the championship in Sid Romero's freshman year. I deserve a follow, Coach Gasso. But, no, uh, exciting news coming up at uh, throughout this morning. So I would, just, I would just keep my ears peeled today. Ears peeled. We don't, uh, Plank, we don't talk about Thunder much, but we do have a pretty devastating breaking news with Chet Holmgren. We'll miss Oh, is it official now? Yes, he will miss they all, say? all of 2022-23 season with a Liz Frank in, uh, injury to his right foot. Oh, dude, that sucks. That is awful. So I had a bad feeling when I saw the injury, I'm not going to lie. I, can I tell? Can we have story time right off the top here, real we quick? We can. We can. Okay. Welcome into the Plank Show on a Thursday. Connor is in. My name is Chris Plank. Thanks for hanging out. I hate anything in the off season that is an all star or a kind of get together that that doesn't really involve anything official. I hate all-star games for all-state football players. I hate these pickup games. And I listen, I listened to Scott Van Pelt last night, and I thought it was fantastic. It was an exceptional point. These guys are always looking for pickup games. This could happen. I'm 99.999% in agreement with it, right? I'm, I'm just saying, I feel like that I've seen some – ridiculous injuries that end up costing guys and gals in offseason. I hate to say tomfoolery because you're playing your sport, right? You're still playing your sport. But nothing, and I mean nothing. This is old school. There's like two Missouri fans that might remember this. But there was a running back. His name was Tony Van Zant, And he was it. He was going to change Missouri Tiger football. Tony Van Zant was the it guy, number one, number one. And he chose Missouri over Notre Dame, over, gosh, I think Oklahoma might have been in the mix at the time. Listen, Pat, I'm going back before you were born. Um, Tony Van Zant, he was the it guy. And he played in a high school all-star game. And he tore his knee up, and he never made it to the college level. 
These pickup games, these all-star games, I get it. They're a big deal for the, the – the, the, I guess in the instance of this that we're using in the Chet Holmgren injury, that was, what, a Seattle thing? Right? I mean, I wasn't did, it yeah, in Seattle? It was some, yeah, it was some pickup league, but I just – yeah, I just hate seeing these guys that – feels like this is the time to, like, rest and just do workouts instead of doing, like, full-on pickup games against other professional guys. But I think I, yeah, I, think, I think it was a Seattle pickup league that he was at. But my, my point is they had to cancel that game midway through it because of poor court, court conditions because of unseasonably warm weather. I mean – at that moment, as soon as I heard those words, I'm I'm out, I'm out, I'm I'm not playing. I get it. Go find a game somewhere else. LeBron probably has a basketball gym inside his home. Most maybe likely. four of yeah. them, <laughs> you know, that has pristine court conditions. I don't know. I just I hate to hear that. It was everyone's great fear yesterday. Whenever the the news broke, but the, the news broke that the injury was severe. But Chet Holmgren. Now officially out for the season. And I agree a bazillion percent with what Gabe tweeted about this yesterday. I thought it was a really good point. You know, we might still be in a situation where Oklahoma is, Oklahoma City is a few years away from competing at the top of the, of the West. Or maybe we should rephrase that, not tanking. Right? You feel good about the core that's coming in. But even beyond that, when you have when you have a a guy like Chet Holmgren he's going to be a must watch for so many people and maybe sometimes not for all the right reasons <laughs> maybe sometimes Chet Holmgren is a must watch because those who those who can't stand him uh want to see him fail right yep but i felt like connor this was going to be a must watch team on league pass this year uh, I thought the buzz would start to build, and i got to be honest. I mean, he's still got a lot to prove. Obviously, he's going to miss this year. Maybe it works out okay because uh, he'll be able to work and, and, and still work on his upper body and get some work in the weight room. But, uh, I mean, this literally takes everything away from, I think, some of the buzz around Chad Holmgren right now. Yeah, you got to hope he'll be okay after this year because it feels like he did all this tanking for this reason right here and i wonder if the thunder are going to tank again since we just heard this news of no they, they were going to good. anyway i think oh you think they were going to anyways yeah oh dude they were team tank this year anyway i mean this is and and maybe actually i don't think anyone celebrates an injury but there might have been there might have been a part of uh, of sam presti it was a little small a little small fist bump there if i'm a player look at you if i'm a player I'm assuming, assuming that things are team tank this year. Assuming, if I'm a player, I think there is a part of me that's like, okay, enough of this. Let's go. Let's go win some games. But big news: Chet Holmgren out this season uh, with a Liz Frank injury. Here's the official report, as Connor just laid out. Uh, literally broke as soon as we hit the air. The uh, number two pick in the draft suffered the injury in the pro am game in Seattle. It's a Liz Frank injury to his right foot. Um, there's a statement that's already been released by Sam Presti. Uh, certainly we're disappointed for Chet, especially given the excitement we had, he had, about getting on the floor with his teammates this season. We know Chet has a long career ahead of him within our organization in the Oklahoma City community. 
one of the things that most impressed us during this process of selecting Chet was a determination and focus. We expect that same tenacity will carry him through the period of time as we work together and support him during his rehabilitation. Um, I noticed some people quickly wanted to get on and say, this is not an indication about his about how injury-prone he is. How? How is it not? <laughs> Sell me on that one. The dude's on one in, in a competitive matchup against NBA stars and gets hurt. How is that not an indication? And it, re- it really didn't look like him? much either. I think he just no. well, he just tripped over someone's foot or maybe, maybe his own uh. foot. I really didn't see the video on how it happened. All right, so, again, unfortunate breaking news right off the top of the show involving Chet Holmgren, indeed, out for the season as expected. All right, when we come back, we are at John Crane Field today. We're going to have Mark Carr join us in about 30 minutes from now. But uh, tonight, Brent Venables is going to talk for the first time to the media in a minute. He was on ESPNU's show on Tuesday. We played you some of that yesterday. But, you know, when we come back, a little, little buzz building about the Sooners and some of the prognostications that we see out there. We'll get to it next. All right, welcome back into the. Oh, sorry, Pat. Welcome back into the Plank Show right here on the Ref. Cool day. We are, we are at John Crane Field. Uh, Mike down here in the visor, Pat, that's doing all the edging, actually let me in this morning. And and who's the other grounds crew member? Trevor Tanner. I'm watching this process right now, Connor. Very very beautiful to watch. Oh, it's very. Now I will say, <laughs> I was joking about this last night or this morning when I walked in. Was I talking to myself? Because I don't think Pat was quite. I might have been talking to myself. I said, I want to watch the person that had to edge all the way around this field because there is a perfect line around this field between the actual kind of rough and uh, the playing surface. The pitch. The pitch at John Crane Field. Um, w- one quick note again. 1030 this morning are about, you know, they're in there. Keep an eye out for some major news. We will be, too here on the Plank Show, and um, Mark Carr and several of his players are going to join us throughout the morning. In fact, Pat just, Pat Dunn, sports information director for both women's soccer and softball, fueled me up with a Sonic burrito. See, what Pat doesn't know is I've kind of gone carb-free. I'm trying to, but I just couldn't say, I don't care if it was the junior breakfast burrito or not. I couldn't say no. It's like I am pounding this thing in two seconds. Hey, so this morning... As we welcome you back in the Plank Show, this morning, Toby was going through his top 25, which I got to admit, I got to admit, Connor, I felt like a moron because I still haven't ever heard uh, TJ's open. For I'm, I'm actually 25. with you. I don't know what, yeah, uh, Drake, Drake said it. They played played it 25 like, yeah, times, like, but I, I have yet like, to hear it. I, I'm just saying, I'm like, what? I mean, is it? Because usually it's kind of the star of the top 25 countdown. but And I don't know if it's just my timing. I don't know if it's been, you know, we're dropping the girls off a little bit earlier now. But I, I don't know. But Maybe, maybe my having, mind was just going whack. I just did not catch it. Well, but. And, and, and I'm not I, – I, this has become maybe an old man thing. Sometimes when we go to commercials, I used to be Mr. Find Someone Who's Talking, but sometimes I'll just leave the station on, and then the next thing I know, I realize I'm like, whoa, I just drove five miles and I have no idea how I got here. You know, you just like, you get in your zone, especially on Highway 9 if you hit all the green lights. Let's go. Um, But in listening to Toby talk about Alabama, who was his preseason number one team in the T-Row in the morning top 25, 
their conversation centered around, well, biggest concern on Alabama's schedule. Now, I feel like between our show, T-Row's show, Steel Man and Thune, and Locked In, and you know everything with, with Teddy and Tyler, I feel like we've probably done the game that concerns you the most a thousand times on this year very radio program, right, or, or this radio station. Look at the OU schedule, which game concerns you the, much, the most. And as Toby was having that conversation with the Tide voice, Chris Stewart, Chris said something that just blew my mind. And I guess I, I, I get it, I understand, but it's it's almost like the Simpson meme, where it's like, stop it, he's already dead. <laughs> um, the, the, the grudge that Alabama still holds against Philip Fulmer and Tennessee. Now, were you aware of this grudge, Connor? Well, I've known. I mean, Alabama's had Tennessee's number for right. quite a while now. But, no, I haven't. So, I wasn't I wasn't either too very familiar with it. So, during, during the, the break between shows, I was reading a little bit up. Because, to me, I'm sure there's an Alabama fan who's just, like, on fire right now. It's, what do you mean? What do you mean you don't know about that dirty rat Phil Fulmer? Like, oh, hold on, hold on. Now, we're going back, like, 18 years, so it's just, you know, it's there. I just I need to refresh the old dome a little bit. But for those who don't remember, um, Phil Fulmer, 2004, was a witness for a lawsuit filed against the NCAA by a former Alabama booster. Here's how the story goes. In 2004, he skipped NC, uh, SEC media days, did Philip Fulmer, because he was afraid he'd be subpoenaed in a libel lawsuit against the NCAA by former Alabama assistants Ronnie Cottrell and Ivy Williams. When he returned to, to, to Birmingham in 2008, he was served with a suspension. Uh, but I say suspension, subpoena. Alabama fans have vilified Fulmer for years for being a witness in an NCAA investigation that ultimately led to probation for the Crimson Tide. So that hate is there. That that disdain is there. And, you know, it. when a guy is afraid to go to a state because he's afraid that he's going to be served a subpoena, that's hilarious. Whenever it's because it involves college football, that is petty at a whole other level. So, yeah, that that's I did not pretty legit pity. Yeah, right? I did not know this, but well, yeah, because many of the Alabama fans uh, believe Fulmer like tried to convince the NCAA that Alabama deserved the death penalty. I did not know yeah. how big of a deal that was. Yeah, um, in fact, if you want to dig a little deeper into it, so he was worried about going to Alabama because he was afraid he was going to get subpoenaed by these two former coaches because he had been providing damaging information about Alabama to the NCAA. It was the ultimate petty in the history of ever. Court documents even show that Fulmer twice called an NCAA staffer who was probing the alleged wrongdoings of Alabama in the early 2000s and gave him information implicating the Tide in rules violations. So there is a... There's a deep, deep-rooted disdain there. And then and then Nick Saban came to the rescue for everything yeah, right. for Alabama fans. Yeah, there is a part of me that wonders, 
if Alabama in early 2000, right, and you think about you're mad about that, you're, you're mad about um, you're mad about Fulmer and cattling on you and, and being a narc and all those things, would you go through it still knowing what it eventually leads to? Sure, there was an embarrassing stretch of Mike DuBois, Dennis Franchoni, Mike Price for a millisecond, Mike Shula, and Joe Kynes, who gave the greatest halftime interview ever coming off the field at the Liberty Bowl. Yes, yes, Alabama and Oklahoma State once played in the Liberty Bowl. Would you go through it all still knowing what you ended up receiving in Nick Saban? Probably. Probably, right? At the time, you wouldn't. At the time, you're like, no, not, no. not at the time. Not at the time. So, anyway, the show is not a history level uh, lesson. The show is today. It's not five years ago. It's not tomorrow. So, here's my question. When I heard Chris Stewart talk about Alabama fans still wanting their, I think the term he used was pound of flesh. I actually saw a Matthew McConaughey movie where he used that, and I hadn't seen it or heard it in a long time. They still want their pound of flesh from Tennessee. It got me thinking about great sports grudges. Now, to be fair, on the Plank Show on this Thursday, it's a very hacky, low-hanging fruit thing to ask. Right, I'm just I'm going to call myself out so you don't have to. It is something that typically a fill-in host would have in a summer matchup that would go right up there towards say Cavino and Rich wanting your phone calls on your favorite sports team. I get it, I accept it, I embrace it. But it's pretty wild when you think about a team that has won 15 straight games against an opponent. 15 straight, and they still and have that hate for yes! them. <laughs> I mean, there's a certain point where you're like, all right, I think we've got to Yeah, just our get point just here. get over you, it. You, you got Nick Saban, you're a powerhouse now. <laughs> just forget it all. I I think our point has been made. Now it was interesting because in Chris Stewart's conversation with Toby Rowland, which you can hear on our podcast page, um, the question was that, that question about Tennessee was brought up and, and kind of magnified because Chris was asked about games that are a little bit concerning on the schedule for Alabama this year, and he specifically brought up Tennessee, which I found interesting. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I could not. I could not, Connor, stop laughing about holding a grudge like that as a fan base, regardless regardless of what happens from here to eternity. So got me think. Got me think. Here's my hacky sports radio guy moment. You can make fun of me if you want. I don't care. Um. What is a sports grudge you still hold? What is one? I don't know if there's anything quite Alabama v. Tennessee, Alabama v. Phil Fulmer, who, by the way, I guess a couple years ago was speaking in Gulf Shores, Alabama, and got like a standing ovation. All those people are obviously not real Alabama fans. But when we come back, I threw it out there on Twitter, and it done blowed up. Uh, You guys can hit us up if you're not Twitter dorks like I am on the Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. But it's kind of funny. What Just as we go to break, what do you think is the first thing most OU fans brought up as far as a grudge they hold? Fiesta Bowl. Ooh. No? That wasn't on your list? No, no. I hadn't thought of Fiesta Bowl. It's just Oregon. The Oregon game is still high on a lot of people's list. A lot of OU Oregon. We'll get to it coming up next right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. Oh, look, 
the man who hates me the most, Joel Manning, Sooner Vision, is out setting up the cameras. How about that for a commitment, peeps? It is 9.37 on a Thursday. The game isn't until 7 o'clock tonight. <laughs> Thanks for knowing game time, Plank. The game isn't until 7 o'clock tonight. And look at my man Joel Manning out there grinding away. All right, so uh, quick little topic here. Then we'll hit your uh, Air Comfort Solutions text. Then Joey Helmer is going to join. Oh, I'm sorry, Coach is coming up next, right? Okay, 45. Coach is coming up next. Then we'll uh, then we'll hit the uh, top of the hour. Joey Helmer is going to join us with Josh out. So let's um, let's be tight here. Let's be tight here, Connor. When I put this out on Twitter earlier today, if you missed it, Chris Stewart was on with Toby Rowland. They talked about the grudge that Alabama still holds against Tennessee, even though they've won 15 straight games. And it got me thinking, what's the biggest sports grudge you hold? I asked Pat going into the break, Connor. Patrick Dunn, sports information guru. You know what he said? Same thing you did. Fiesta Bowl. Fiesta Bowl. Uh, one. Oh, gosh, don't say that. <laughs> you hadn't felt much. Well, I guess maybe you had. Um, and, but I told you the, the the first three reactions, the first three tweets from at Paul Kashiki. I'll be very careful with that one, Paul. From Paul, from WJ Morton, and from at Just OK Sports. You ready? Here's the first three that came in. OU Oregon. Oregon screw job in football. We'll never forget. Oregon onside debacle. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like a 30 for 30 in itself, right? Yes. Um, oh, dude, I know Bilbo's not listening, but he said Tulsa versus North Carolina Elite Eight. You want to talk about a game that had – Bill Self was probably leaving for Illinois regardless, um, but they had that they, – they got hosed by two really bad calls late. I mean, hosed. Uh, and Bill Guthridge ended up going to a Final Four. I think he went to two of them, and both of them, they were ridiculously low seeds. But, yeah, I, I was there. You were there. I was there in Austin when that happened. Um, the Tulsa fans checking in. Look at this. The, the Tulsa uh, and uh, also yeah. from, the, from the 405, Kansas versus Oklahoma basketball, 1988. That 88. Was, yep. 88. A lot of people hold that one up. Here's one. OU Oregon. This is from uh, Taylor. OU Oregon. Todd Graham and Rice. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't good. Clemson and Shea Seals, Buzz Peterson. Clemson and Shea Seals is a deep cut there, Taylor. I mean, that's. That's really getting at it. That was that was in the second round of the NCAA tournament. If Tulsa wins, they go to the Sweet 16 in Shea Seals' final year, and he just got hosed. Terrible officiating. Uh, Blaine writes, 2004 American League Championship Series in the Boise State game, so there's another vote. Uh, and one more, anytime the celebs check in, it's a big deal. JT Gasso, the 2017-2018 World Series. Now, just so we're clear... Uh, JT is not talking about the Women's College World Series because in 17 they won it. But the 2017 World Series, yes, the Dodgers the Dodgers had that thing won a couple of times. The Dodgers had it won in what game uh game 7 with uh with you Darvish going, yes, they yep. had it won at, at at one point. I think in game, yeah, game game five, they were going to grab control of that thing. That was the that was the four zip lead. I think it was um, it was one of the best games I've ever seen in Houston. Won at thirteen to twelve. Yeah, se- seventeen hurts quite a bit on the baseball side of things. 
Uh, and then you would add, what, 18 there, too, and the Dodgers got beat by the Red Sox. But that's one of those where I would take I would take everything that, that happened post that. Oh, yeah, then uh, a lot of Lincoln Riley's here. Oh, yeah, Jesse there we go. <laughs> Crutch. OU, oh, Georg- yes, OU Georgia. Georgia, Rose, Bo- Rose Bowl. That's a Yeah, that's, uh, get, that's getting one. quite a bit, quite a bit. Lincoln Riley, Gordon Reese, Danny Manning, freaking Boise State, and Mike Lupica. <laughs> we we made uh, – I'll have to ask Tony Henry. He made so much money. He made T-shirts that said Mike Lupica sucks, and I think he <laughs> sold so many of those he retired. Good for him. But, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll get more of these. Keep them rolling. It's on Twitter. I'm at Plank Show. Uh, you can also follow us at KREF Sports at – I keep wanting to say Sports Talk – at Buzz Tulsa and at 947 – the ref. All right, when we come back, we'll hit more of that. But the coach is waiting. We'll talk some Sooner soccer with the boss of the Oklahoma Sooner softball team. Our car is coming up. Next, we are at John Crane Field for tonight's OU Arkansas match at 7 o'clock right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, we'll go back into the Plank Show. We are on the road at John Crane Field today. And wait, is that we're on the road? That don't make it seem like I'm out on the field. Grass looks great, Coach, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Yeah, Look at that. Good. These guys are amazing. Mark Carr joins us. I have been told to ask you how Liverpool is doing to kick off this segment today. Who, who? Toby Rowland had oh, me ask course. you that. Yeah. Sunnar, Premier League expert, Toby yeah. Rowland. It's, uh, yeah, it's, we're, we're struggling right now. It's early in the season. It's early. You know, you know how that is. You're trying to iron out the kinks and, uh, we've got a lot of injuries, but it's good. It's going to come good. So just, it's, it's the process. You know that. Wait, way. Liverpool, you'll never walk alone. That's right. Ah, look that's at right. me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There we go. <laughs> I think one of our guys on the crew wears a Liverpool hat. I think that's why I remember my best friend in Tulsa was a diehard soccer, like, uh, Premier League, everything. And I said, I, one day I said, Pop, I want you to teach me about this. I want to learn about this because, you know, it's an excuse to drink a beer at 7 in the morning. Let's go. <laughs> uh, no, no, it was about soccer, I promise, Coach. But, um, and he said, listen, I want to, but I know your attention span, and it's too confusing. So I'm not even going to try right now. So is it as easy as me just, do I need to pick Liverpool? Yeah, just pick Liverpool. Okay. My, my staff, everyone's got a team. So Goffey is okay. Man United. Um, David Lewis, our director of ops, is Chelsea, so the banner is always flying. Okay. Christina O'Donnell, you know, she used to be a player here, Mm -hmm. senior. She's back with us as a volunteer assistant. We're trying to all pitch and convince her who to support, so... Um, if you say, Chris, if you say Liverpool, I'm then, in. Okay, you're Liverpool. I'm now. My brother is a big Liverpool fan too, so he'll be very happy to see that I'm officially on board. Okay, good. I don't know what that means, but you know, a year from now, I'll come in here and I'll be wearing Liverpool gear and I'll be talking like an expert. How you feel about this team so far? Nice start to the season, right? I mean, I know you want to be three and zero, but to yeah. see them compete the way they have has got to make it feel pretty good. Yeah, really, really proud of this group. It's an exciting group. It's a young group. It's a talented group. I thought. Um, our game against Houston. Um, soccer's so difficult, you know, I know that. And, uh, you know, sometimes people look at the box scores and then you look at the game and you're like, you know, you can perform really poorly and win, but also you can play outstanding and tie. And that was a little bit of the, the Houston game. I thought, um, you know, I thought apart from the first 20 minutes where there was a lot of nerves and, and, and you know, credit to Houston on, on how they kind of defended us. I think that was a new for a lot of our kids, um, having five kids playing their first college game. Um, of course, there's going to be nerves. We understand that, the fear and all the, the stress and all that goes with it. But after that first 20 minutes, I thought we were outstanding. Um, really good, really resilient. Stayed there to the end and then to see Bailey um, bang that goal in and the energy um, on our bench, the energy in the stands, pretty special moment. So, 18 newcomers. Uh-huh. 
That seems like a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in that, 14 true freshmen and the transfer portal has been been good. I right? have mm-hmm. four transfers to come and bring experience, but that's a lot of new, Coach. Yeah, it's a lot of new. It's a lot of talent. I mean, I think you're you're, that's good. A, you're at a place like OU. It's about getting the best of the best, and we certainly did that, and, and our staff and our support staff and everybody has really contributed to that. So um, I think that 22 class is ranked 11 in the country, and now it's about, ex- again, the experience. You know, talent is one thing, but it's the it's the day-to-day sweat and courage that's the most important thing. Yeah, and you're seeing the grind. I, I, I told you this, but I like whenever you see the personalities, mm-hmm. and this team seems like it has a good personality. and in that youth combined with the transfers, is there still a part of it where there'll be intense moments and they're, you know, it, it's almost like they're too green and too young to know just how tense those moments are? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing, um, you know, there's nothing, ha- having to go through it, that's the only way you learn, yeah, exactly. you know? So it's, it's uh, you know, these first four games of the year, we're throwing them right into the fire and that's where you learn. That's where you grow. That's where you improve. That's, it's uncomfortable and, um, we don't want to be average. We want to be good. We want to be the best, and, and you have to play against the best and experience those moments. But they're doing great. The young kids are doing great. They're learning. Super coachable. Um, you know, they're just they're really passionate about OU and, and, and having success and improving themselves. So now that, you know, the year, year two, year three in for you? It's third season. Third season. Um, soccer in Oklahoma, like just in, in recruiting it. You know, I – I think it's one thing to go out and see the NYSA fields loaded every single mm-hmm. night, but what's that talent level? What's it been like to recruit this state and some of the high school talent we have? Yeah, it's, it's booming. You know, like obviously, I've, I've in my past experience, I've kind of ex, you know working for US Soccer. I've been all around the country, so I've seen the different hotbeds, and you know, I think um, Oklahoma now is booming. I mean, there's there's good players everywhere, and it's just it's getting out there, finding them, looking. I mean, obviously. Um, NYSA right next to us here in Norman, the Selwick program, awesome program. I know they're going to be at our game tonight. We're excited that they're going to be here. And then you've got the OKC Energy um, up up in Edmond and Tulsa Soccer Club and, um, you know, South Lakes. There's so many good programs, and I think I think that competition brings out the best in all of us, you know. So um, the opportunity for, for, for females to play soccer here in Oklahoma is good. And, uh, you know, it's just the same as us, just about working, improving, getting better. Tell me about Bailey Wesco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, really proud of Bailey. Um, she's obviously going into her second year. Um, first year, like any freshman, they, they, they have to learn the, the demands of the game, playing Thursday, Sunday, training hard, running hard, competing hard, fighting hard. Um, this summer, she just she just flipped. She was on the uh, treadmill every day, I've been told, next to Kaylee England. And Kaylee England's probably the the player that just probably runs 12, 13 miles a game for us. So oh wow! I know, I know Bailey didn't like that in the beginning, but um, I mean you can see it in her game. She's full of confidence, full of running, powerful. Her finishing's getting better, and the kid's relentless. I mean she's relentless, and uh, she's still young. She's still got to get better in front of goal, but. Um, her attitude to grow and improve is, is is exactly what we want. Twelve saves this year for McKinsey Short. She's uh, started uh, both or all three matches. I keep saying three, all two matches so far this year. What's kind of caught your eye on on her improvement this season? Yeah, so we we um, we picked McKenzie from Nebraska um, in the transfer portal back in January. Um, just first off, just an incredible young woman. Um, coachable leader, great presence, great in the locker room, and then on top of that, you just add her her goalkeeper goalkeeping ability. I mean, Big Twelve goalkeeper of the week, much deserved. Um, her kicking game is awesome. Her handling, her presence in the back, 
Um, and, and the most important thing is she, she can just influence people around her, and that's important, especially when you're defending and you're trying to keep that ball from going in your net. She, she has a good way about her in terms of bringing out the best in others. Mark Carr is our guest. OU soccer tonight against Arkansas. You mentioned it. The crowd was rowdy uh, mm-hmm. for the home opener against um, – why did I just blank on our home opener? Houston. Houston, thank you. And then, of course, a trip to Nebraska. But take us through the difference that makes and how important it is to see a good crowd out here and, and just – this is a sport across the world that's known for rowdy fan bases, and we want to develop that and culture that here. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's about energy. Like, it's about energy. I think life's about energy, and uh, our bench has, um, you know, our bench has been incredible, and they feed off the energy of our parents. You know, our parent group is awesome. Um, you know, our social media department, you know, headed up by Patrick's done an incredible job of really blowing stuff up on social media. And, you know, there's, there's just a buzz around the program. There's an excitement around the program. And, you know, what I would say to, to all the fans, whether you like soccer or you don't know soccer, or you don't know the offside rule, like get out here and watch how <laughs> competitive, watch how fast, watch how aggressive, watch how relentless um, our team is and, and really get behind them and, Scream at them, yell at them, throw things, throw things at me if you want. Don't throw, th- don't <laughs> don't throw, throw at th- the kids. <laughs> yeah, don't throw at the kids. Throw things at me. I love it, and it's a cool. I mean, this is a cool setup, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's if you maybe forget, you can see. Oh, I'm driving down the road. Look, the soccer match is going on, mm-hmm. but it allows itself to where you can get loud over here. The field is in great shape. What do you see as uh? What, what these are two big matchups: Arkansas and Oklahoma State coming up. What can we expect from the Hawks tonight? Yeah, I mean, uh, we played Arkansas in the spring, so um, we know a lot about them. I mean, oh, and one on the season for the uh, for the Lady Hawks. Yeah, yeah. so y- you know that they're coming here with an edge. They're coming here with the the same desire that we have. We want to get our first win in the season. We want to get our, we want to protect our home field. And um, yeah, Arkansas are just it's a different style of soccer. The ball's going to be in the air a lot. They're going to be smashing into us, and we've got to be able to match that and 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 uh, compete on a different level to mm. what we've done already. But then in moments, have the bravery and courage to get the ball down and play and be brave and possess and get the ball out wide and, and not get you know not get too wrapped up on this run-and-gun ball in the air, mm-hmm. hitting, hitting players, flying tackles, flying in. We've got to do that, but then we've also got to be able to you know, slow the game down, take a breath, secure possession, and play what we want to do. How are you liking things? You feeling good about it? Yeah. Year three, building it, living here, family here. You feel good? Yeah, I love it. This is a special place, um, special people. Um, you know, first two years was different, you know, and I think now we're in a position, yeah, we're young, but we're in a position where we can really, really push this program on and the types of recruits, the type of attention we're getting, um, getting the best, best kids um, out of Texas, also best kids out of Oklahoma now. You know, this is a destination and feel great, love it, great place. I, I got I got one minute left mm-hmm. um, in that minute. From your perspective, it seems like oh, oh, everyone needs the transfer portal in softball because you can move somewhere and be eligible right away, obviously, for the rest of the sports. You've used to get your starting goalkeeper, but mm-hmm. so far the portal, a good thing? Yeah, I think, I think early on, um, you know, like in my first two years, we kind of went in there early because we we wanted to really you know get some experience um and then now you know kind of last year and now we're a little bit more selective in Mm, terms of what we want obviously we brought in kenzie obviously we brought in emma from central arkansas she scored five in our in our first game and you know uh, just announced wpsl one of the offensive players of the year so hopefully tonight she can get on the board for us but yeah the poll's been good but i also think now like 
we're very selective on, on who we want, what level of talent we want to bring here to the University of Oklahoma. See you tonight. Thanks so All much. right, brother. See you. awesome, man. Yep. Mark Carr, Oklahoma Sooner Soccer tonight, squaring off against Arkansas at 7 o'clock. Get your tickets right now at Soonersports.com slash tickets. All right, um, what's going on in the gridiron? We'll talk to Joey Helmer from OUinsider.com next. We're live from John Crane Field with a Plank Show right here on the Home of Sooner Fans.